Welcome to the Mercedes Wilson Show. Today's show affects every single one of us. The laws of the land and those that make them can't be avoided, nor should they be. So let's talk about it. Women, politics, and God with legislator April Baskin. You're amazing. Welcome to the Mercedes Wilson Show. Today, my guest is a woman on a mission to help the underserved. Legislator April Baskin is truly a trailblazer when I think of servanthood. She currently serves and resides in Buffalo, New York, but I can promise she will one day be known all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? <laughs> welcome. Welcome, Thank welcome. You. Thank you, Mercedes. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Thank you for uh, being a part. Now, uh, we're going to get right into it. Okay. Because there's a lot we can cover in this. Give us a little bit of your history when it comes to servanthood growing up uh, in Buffalo, New York. Okay, well, um, I grew up um, in the inner city of Buffalo, New York, and I grew up in a blended family. Um, both my parents divorced and both of them remarried, and my mother married and uh, into a marriage where there were children already. My father remarried and had more children, and this happened when we were very, very young. Mm -hmm. So um, I have 11 siblings, but we've wow. always been wow. that way. Yeah. And so it's not non-traditional to me. And um, being the oldest, one of the oldest children of that cohort of our family, <laughs> is um, it always called uh, on me to take on a lot of responsibilities yeah. and to support my parents parents and making sure that the household ran the way it needed to run. So with that, those leadership skills translated oh, yeah. in school, in the neighborhood, and then of course um, when I entered the workforce. Oh wow. So let's talk a little bit about um, your servanthood as far as ministry. Mm. Um, did you grow up in church? What is your mm. history as far as that? I um, found the Lord and began to build a relationship with Him um, when I was 14 years old. So okay. we grew up um, in the Catholic faith and then at some point um, God just moved in our family's lives and people started to transition into other denominations of Christianity and everybody kind of went on their own path for a really long time and none of us ever went to church together. Um, I started to attend a Sunday school outreach in uh, my local community that uh, was comprised of just a lot of kids from the projects that would come together for Sunday school. Mm -hmm. And I really started to develop a, a love for the word of God. Yeah. And a re really, um, I, I, I really respected the people who ministered to me, their lifestyles, the way they were loving. I was attracted to the example, the Christ-like example yeah. that they set. And I, I longed for that. And through their example, I began to learn more about Christ and love God. So um, I just had an experience with Christ at 14 years old and um, um, got the Holy Ghost and began to live for God um, throughout my teenage years. And around my 20s, I, you know, do what 20 year olds sometimes do, which is um, go on experiences and, and, no and live, the, and live, no and live their no. life. But <laughs> God has always been faithful to me and mm -hmm. my love for him has always been genuine. Yeah. And I've always um, 
had a piece of my heart where there was, uh, I felt heavily convicted by serving God and doing what mm -hmm. God wanted me to do and searching for my purpose. So um, I eventually found my way back to Christ and he has been the center of everything yeah. that I do ever since. Did you plan on going into politics? Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> you want to say that again? <laughs> no. no. Uh, so how did you end up um, going from serving in your church mm -hmm. to saying, okay, now I want to serve the community. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? So I had some, I grew up with um, some learning disabilities and I was always a very creative person. My background is actually in the arts. My degree is in theater and I've always like worked with kids in the arts um, because of the skill set that I learned as a very young woman of just managing children. And um, I eventually, through some of the difficulties that I had in school when I went back to get my degree, um, developed a program called the College Simulation Experience that worked with helping young people use theatrical experiences mm -hmm. to understand how to survive in college because yeah. I at one point was a college dropout. So it was through this entrepreneurship venture of just community service where I was just trying to work with young people from underdeveloped communities that were probably going to be the first in their families to go to college and using arts and theater and drama as a way to teach them how to stay in school and avoid mm -hmm. dropping out because I had experiences in life of what happens when you drop out of school and you try to navigate your way in a country that values yeah. an education. Yeah. It's difficult. And so it was through that entrepreneurship venture that people who are in the political world started noticing, wow, you know how to turn in something into like nothing into something mm -hmm. and you know how to raise money and you know how to be innovative and you know how to get people to believe in a goal you would be great for politics mm -hmm. and i said absolutely not <laughs> that is not what i want to do with my life and statistically uh -huh. women have to be asked eight times which is different than their male counterparts eight times to go into politics Why? before they say yes Why? well i think traditionally in our society women have more responsibilities and more at stake when they enter into a world where you're constantly scrutinized and you have a lot of responsibility of a lot of people depending on you who's going to raise our kids um, I, I as a single mother um, you know I, I do walk away from um, the marriage that I had in my early 20s and and rebuild my life who was going to raise this little girl who yeah. was going to provide for her um, you know a majority of politics is influxed with men and so who wants to be the only woman in the room in the boys club yeah, where they're yeah. making a lot of decisions it can be intimidating yeah well I'll tell you what you are the bomb yes yeah, sometimes so, you got to get over yeah. that <laughs> All right. so stay here we're going to continue to talk politics when we come back so you go get a cup of coffee and make sure you come back I'm Robbie Raw. Welcome to Raw Cuts, a result-driven class designed to increase your muscle mass, decrease your body fat, and increase your energy level. You know, muscle dictates metabolism. And if you work out, you might as well look like you work out. The way you will look like you work out is if you build muscle and sculpt your body. We're going to have a great time.
I know you need it. Power965radio.com, the new sound of Buffalo, is a proud supporter of the Mercedes Wilson Show. Full lineup of unique program schedules. Learn more about the station's owner, Sheila Brown, by reading her new book, 29 Years of Preparation. Welcome back to the Mercedes Wilson Show. Thank you for staying here because we have some good stuff to talk about. I'm still sitting here with legislator April Baskin, and we're going to address some of the negative views surrounding politics uh, that can come up sometimes in today's church mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of change some perceptions on things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about your, what do you have to say to someone that says politics are bad? Stay away from it. Religion and policy, no, shouldn't, mm -hmm. shouldn't happen. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, especially when we're talking in content of uh, being a servant uh, of Christ and a Christian, you always take it back to the word. You know, the word says that uh, Christ, um, we were told that the government shall be upon his shoulders, mm -hmm. you know, when, when, when um, it was described as to how he would come into the world and to save his children. Yeah. And so um, that shuts that up right there. Like as long as, you're, <laughs> right. as long as I believe you are a believer, then um, all things are, should be centered around Christ. Mm -hmm. And it, I think the world can contaminate and people who are not searching for Christ or do not have a love for his mission mm -hmm. um, could change the dynamics and the trajectory of things man um, has the free will to do that but that doesn't mean that that's the natural way that it's supposed to be yeah. um, governing is something that is um, what Christ does for us and as his children in this world because we are supposed to be Christ-like mm -hmm. we should govern with the heart of Christ mm -hmm. um, now I am I serve as the majority leader of uh, the Erie County Legislature and when I was introduced into the idea of coming into politics um, it was told to me county government is very different than other branches of government. County government is the government that deals directly with people and the quality of life issues. Mm. So county, That's big. yeah, it's, That's big. yeah. And so where I thought I was going to have to be like kissing people's babies and worrying about bu buildings and, and babies. I love kissing babies, okay. but I was worried about being forced to do it. Right. <laughs> like I like kissing babies <laughs> at my own free will. Yeah, but you can't force yeah, me. Yeah, right. I don't okay. force me to kiss babies and, <laughs> and, um, you know, develop development and revitalizing um, the city um, those things uh, people to serve in those positions are very much needed and that's very very hard work yeah. um, but it's different it wasn't something that it, that wasn't a world that I came from and so I was concerned and they said to me that's not county government county government is taking care of senior citizens it's taking care of veterans it's making sure that um, single mothers have childcare, that they have food like for food stamps and that they have heat that their homes are heated you April Baskin you already make sure that the community is taken care of and you have a yeah. heart to do that so why wouldn't you do it in the position of governing and so when you again take that back to the word the word says yeah. that true religion it's as the Lord it. God yeah. sees it yep. is taking care of yep. widows and orphans right mm -hmm. so it all goes hand in hand I think anything when you take God out of it can be dangerous unto his children. But as long as you keep Christ in it, we can do any and all things yeah. to him. I love it. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. You preach it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's a saying that I love. If you don't have a seat at the table, mm -hmm. then you're on the menu. Yes, I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, wh what is it like having a seat at the table? 
versus I, you three years ago when you weren't even thinking about this. Right. Um, how has it opened your eyes? I think, well, one, I'd like to address the, that um, statement. It, it is true. If you don't take your seat at the table, mm -hmm. um, you can't be taken advantage of you, your people, your community, your family. Um, I think we all have a seat at the table, but we all just play different positions. Mm. And so okay. I sit at the table of county government, but I am a representative of the people that elected me. So what I should be doing at that table is handling the needs and the concerns and the quality of life issues of the people behind me. So they sit at that table. Mm -hmm. It's just that I'm their advocate. Um, and when you sit at that table, you have to make sure that your values and your morals are in line with what people need them to be, the people that you represent. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, unfortunately, people take seats at that table and they take care of self and they think of how to have progression in their own vein and personal desires. Mm -hmm. And that's why civic engagement is important. We have to change that narrative in the church that politics is, is dangerous. What we're doing is we're, we're turning over um, um, the, the territory that God has given us as his children to reign over to people who don't have his interest and his core values and his great commission in their mind in, 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 as a priority. So we want to elect good people. We want to elect people who, who love Christ. And we want to elect people that are going to remember that their seat at the table is determined by the needs of the people that put them there. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. I think we can go to break on that one. <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> we have so much more to talk about with legislator April Baskin. Yes. So stay with us. You don't want to miss what's next. Hope, the new book by Mercedes E. Wilson, is a personal testimony of strength, determination, and faith in God helping to overcome life's struggles. Buy it in hardcover, paperback, or Kindle edition on Amazon.com today. to the Mercedes Wilson show and I still have the privilege of sitting here with legislator April Baskin um, legislator from Buffalo New York mm -hmm. okay so let's get into disparities because I really want you to have some time to talk about the things that are very important um, let's talk about some of the things you've championed one of them being uh, women mm -hmm. can you talk about women in equal pay 
Yes. So currently there is nationally a disparity between uh, what men make in terms of a salary and uh, versus what women make. Mm -hmm. And I've been very passionate to even the playing field because in our day and age, it is sometimes the responsibility of women to do every single thing that men do in terms of being a provider for their communities and their families. And with that said, I believe that people should be paid based on their merit and what they bring to the table in terms of set, uh, their talent and their skills mm -hmm. and not their gender. And um, we have to do a lot of work with um, changing the narrative and the mindset of getting people to even believe that there is a disparity. Yeah. So um, people I don't be believe that there is a disparity. No, no. Even though the to, numbers show that right, there are. Right. Even though we see um, women making a, a little bit over sixty cents for every dollar that men make, uh, w uh, white women, um, excuse me, and um, African American women around sixty-seven cents. So, uh, um, fifty-seven cents. So there, there are areas in the workforce where we have to one get people to be able to admit that there is a discrepancy mm -hmm. and then two get employers and uh, residents in, in various municipalities on board with um, making a change. Mm -hmm. Is that is that a hard task to get other folks on board um, because you have the things that you're very passionate about. Mm -hmm. How do you bring in someone that maybe has a different agenda so that you can fight together? You always have to find the common uh, values that you share with someone. Mm -hmm. I work a lot with people that we don't see eye to eye, but every once in a while, there you'll find something that the both of you agree on, mm -hmm. and that's where you start. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so there are um, women who share um, different perspectives as to how we should go about. Um, bringing forth the knowledge that there are disparities in terms of equal pay between men and women. Mm -hmm. And we don't spend a lot of time talking about how we're going to tackle it. We keep in mind the common goal that we have. Yeah. And as long as we can stay on track that we have a common goal, organically the ways in which we unfold, it, we create space for everybody to do it in their own way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So are you going to announce right here on the Mercedes Wilson show that you're making a 2020 run for president? <laughs> I am not. I'm going to clarify that rumor that you just put out <laughs> into the universe that it is not true. <laughs> it is coming Listen, from I had to try. Okay. So on to the next one. Um, prison systems. Yes. You've taken that on. Can you talk about that? Yes. Nationally, there's a lot of efforts towards uh, prison reform and criminal justice reform. Um, I believe that one, th there's just a reality check that we have to have. People have to come to the realities that um, communities that tend to be filled with people of color or people who are impoverished um, tend to be the communities that are over-policed, meaning that the people in those communities will have more interactions with law enforcement and the likelihood of them being entering into the criminal justice system is higher than those of communities where there you won't see as much poverty or people of color. Mm -hmm. So with that, we have in our criminal justice system a disparity racially. Mm -hmm. And we have to address that. We have to admit that. And then uh, how we look at the criminal justice system. Um, I believe that the best thing that we can do as governors is treat our jails as a place of rehabilitation so that when people come out of the criminal justice system, they have a less likely opportunity to um, create recidivism, like revisit the, the, the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. So we want people to have programs in jail where they can uh, get a job, where they can be trained in the workforce so that when they get out, they are in the best place to be able to contribute to society. Mm -hmm. 
I'm working on something right now trying to get our local social services department to allow people who are 30 days away from their release date in the holding center an opportunity to apply for food stamps. Why? Because people need to eat. And if you let a criminal uh, or someone who's formerly detained in the holding center out and they don't have means to eat, what are they going to do? They're a human being. They're going to have to eat. They may not go about eating in the most honest way. So the more that we can support um, people who frequent the criminal justice system in a way where we are building them up Mm -hmm. to be per people that contribute to society, I think we'll see a reduction in criminal justice. And criminal justice costs money. It costs money yeah. to run jails. Yeah. And yeah. so we're saving tax dollars by building people up and helping them be um, more um, citizens who are heading towards upward mobility rather than citizens who are uh, criminalized in jail. Good stuff. Yeah. That is such so I'm good really stuff. passionate about that. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so can you can you take a second? Um, we have one minute left. Okay. Encourage someone that may be thinking of getting into politics. Mm -hmm. um, encourage someone. I think if if you are a problem solver, if you are someone that gets uncomfortable when you see an injustice, that's a clear sign that there is a place for you to fight for the people in your community and people who come from the background that you come from. Mm -hmm. So don't ever be afraid to do that. I was a theater major, a single mother on welfare. And I threw my name in the, in the ring of candidates against four other men. And my first time trying it out, I won. And I have a genuine heart to represent yeah. people. That's all that you need. And two, you don't really need a lot of, don't, don't be intimidated about the, the, your education and your background and whether or not you have what it takes to be somebody to speak up for people. Yeah. You know, just, just go for it. Just do whatever it is that you're doing right now in life. Do that well. Yeah. People picked up picked me out to run because of the excellency that I was living in, the, mm -hmm. the place of just doing good and doing good well. And that's enough. That's enough. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming. I don't want you to leave, but we have to go. <laughs> I want to stay too. <laughs> Thank you, Legislator Baskin, for coming on the Mercedes me. Wilson Show. Thank you. And we will be right back with the Mercedes Moment. Mercedes Wilson Show. I love Mercedes. Buffalo and Erie County, this is your Majority Leader, Legislator April Baskin, with your bi-weekly brief, Two Minutes from District 2. As 2018 draws to a close, there have been many important developments in the areas of criminal justice reform and public transportation, both here in Erie County and at the state level. At the most recent meeting of the Erie County Legislature's Public Safety Committee, Hall of Fame running back and former Buffalo Bill Thurman Thomas discussed the need for bail reform in New York State, a cause I have promoted from the day I took office. I appreciated his testimony on behalf of his crucial efforts. One week later, on Thursday, December 20th, the Erie County Legislature unanimously approves my bail reform resolution. With this vote, Erie County becomes the first county in New York State to support cashless bail reform for nonviolent offenders. Thanks to my colleagues in the legislature and the many other advocates who helped pass this measure. Copies of this resolution supporting bail alternatives will be sent to Albany to show our support for a system that does not punish the poor or overly burden taxpayers. This was a very thorough process and I commend everyone who shared in this important dialogue. I am also happy to announce that my NFTA captive rider resolution passed unanimously in four different municipalities. Public transportation is a vital resource for all people from all walks of life. 
Too often, though, it seems as if decisions are made without considering the impact on those who depend upon it as their primary mode of transportation. That is why I have worked to get the NFTA to create a position on their board that would be reserved exclusively for someone who uses their services on a regular basis. I have worked closely with elected officials in the city of Buffalo, city of Niagara Falls, and Niagara County to pass resolutions that support the current state Senate bill sponsored by Senator Ken Kennedy, asking the governor to add a commissioner to the NFTA board who depends on the NFTA as their sole means of transportation. I look forward to continuing in our regional advocacy on this matter. If you or anyone you know needs assistance with their heating bills this winter, a HEAP outreach will be held on Thursday, January 31st at the National Grid Utility Expo, located at 248 Lafayette Avenue from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. For details on eligibility or what you will need to bring, please contact my office at 716-895-1849. Download the free Ready Erie app to receive critical information and emergency alerts through push notifications. Locate Erie County's emergency shelters, view up-to-date evacuation route maps, and create a personalized emergency plan for you and your family. This is your Majority Leader, Legislator April Baskin, and you've just been briefed in two minutes from District 2. Wardrobe for the Mercedes Wilson Show was provided by Clothes Mentor in Tonawana, New York. Grade A looks for less. So today's comes out of Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep each other warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. I hear if I can't, it only gets done right if I do it myself, or I'm just not a people person. There are times to be alone. We all need self-reflection. But I love this scripture because it's loaded with so many things. This shows the benefits that come along with having working relationships. Relationships of any sort take time and effort. It takes us being willing to admit when we are wrong and being stretched as a person. The scripture talks about falling down and helping another person up. It also talks about keeping one another warm. It talks about being able to defend yourself. It also compares camaraderie to a threefold cord. We can learn so much from this passage. In it, there is love, forgiveness, strength, triumph. In it, you see growth. How many of us throw away relationships at the drop of a hat because the other person falls? The truth is God blesses us and is able to bless others by our relationships. Think about a person that you may need to call today and work through some things. Think about if you need to apologize, maybe. Maybe they've been trying to apologize to you and you won't accept it. Perfection is not expected, but we can work together to become the best representatives of Jesus that we can and we can do that together. Make that phone call today. Set up that meeting or just tell someone you love them today. Pick someone up today. We have work to do. Learn more about me and all that I have going on on the website, MercedesEWilson.com. Give us your input, give us your show ideas, and put your prayer requests all right online. Thank you for tuning into the Mercedes Wilson Show, and we will see you next Tuesday from 1.30 to 2 p.m. Love you all.